Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hi everybody, this is Anne Roger bringing you today's Beacons. Let me ask you a question. How does this Beacons come to you? I've no idea. I know I prepare the message and I save it on my laptop. Not quite sure how that works really, but apparently it's in a cloud somewhere. Then I record my voice speaking it and I email this little sound file to Jamie. Somehow it travels through the airwaves and lo and behold, whatever Jamie does with it, somehow it appears on the website for you to listen to. I can't explain what's happening. I do know there's a message and I know that as long as you have the means of picking up the message and you're willing to listen, that message will get through. So it is with God. My last Beacons talk was about God speaking. He's got a message all the time, every day. He's definitely speaking. But how does the message get through? How do we hear? How can we accurately train our spiritual senses to pick up what he's saying? We see from the Bible that some people clearly heard God, audibly heard his voice and saw visions of amazing heavenly things. So if they did, can't we? They were normal humans like us. It's just that they were open to hearing from their creator. Some people, the prophets, were especially assigned by God to see and hear, to be a go-between, a bridge between God and the people. So they were specially trained to see and hear. For example, God appointed Jeremiah as a prophet from a young age. In fact, it says before he was formed in the womb, God called him to this work. There's a whole book of the Bible devoted to the recording the messages God gave him for the people. But God still had to train him. God had a training program especially for him. The first chapter of Jeremiah records one of God's training sessions. Jeremiah says, the word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? Um, I see the branch of an almond tree, I replied. The Lord said to me, you've seen correctly. And God goes on to set him a few more seeing assignments until God is confident that Jeremiah can be relied upon to see and hear correctly and pass an accurate message to the people. Now that was in Old Testament days, but now in the New Testament, Although there are still some people specifically called by God to be prophets, it says all believers can prophesy. That is, all believers can hear the voice of God or see what he's saying, not necessarily to direct the course of nations, but for the purpose of encouraging and building up ourselves and others and having direction for our day-to-day -day lives. But we too need a training programme. How do we begin to train our eyes and ears to hear from God? Well, to start with, we need to recognise that we're all different. Any teacher will tell you that individual students take in information in different ways, some by seeing, some by hearing, some by practical demonstration, some by the written word. A good, well-rounded lesson will include all of these methods so that each student can pick up the message in a way that best suits them. So, likewise, God speaks to us in different ways. Some are more verbal and pick up information through words. So God may speak to you primarily through the written word of the Bible. 
but others are more visual. So God may speak to you in pictures through something practical, giving a message through your eyes. Sometimes it's through our physical eyes, sometimes the inner eye of our imagination. The Bible calls this the eyes of the heart. Others, again, pick up information through quietly listening to the still, small voice of God speaking to them in words, inwardly. So where do you begin? Or how do you refresh yourself if you feel a bit rusty with directly listening to God? After all, it's easy to get used to others speaking to us about God at church or online, or dare I say it, even in the beacons, but not listening to God for ourselves. Well, I think the best starting point is to train your ears with scripture. Get familiar with the voice behind the written words of the Bible. This will give you a firm foundation to work from. Nothing that God speaks will ever contradict his written word. So this will really stop you from being deceived and kidding yourself you're hearing from God when really it's your own desires you're picking up. As you read, be prepared to hear God speak, whether through the words on the page or maybe as he brings to mind how this particular scripture applies to you. Secondly, to hear God's voice, we need to quieten our own inner voice, the voice of busyness, of pleasure, of care and anxiety. In the Gospel of Luke, it tells the parable of the sower. You probably know it. It's a picture story, and it says that the good news of God is like seed being sown by a farmer. Some seed falls on the path, some on stony ground, and some is choked by weeds. Jesus explains, the seed that falls among weeds stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, the seed is choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures, and they do not mature. The word of God is still good seed, fertile seed, and the person heard it. It could produce a fantastic harvest. It's just that it got choked by the issues of life and never reached its potential. So, as we have time to be still, it's a good opportunity to take a look at our priorities and see if we may be choking the word of God, not allowing it to do its work in our lives. A bit of strong weed killer might not go amiss. Next, think about training your eyes. Jeremiah was asked what he could see. And he told God what he could see, the branch of an almond tree. What we don't know is whether this was something he saw with his physical eyes. He might have been walking along and God pointed out a particular tree among all the other trees and bushes. Or maybe it was something he saw in his mind's eye. Who knows? God can use either or both to speak to you. So slow down. God may speak through the everyday things around you. Moses saw a burning bush. It happens apparently in the heat of the desert. But he didn't just walk on by, he came near to see. Isaiah saw a vision of the throne of God, clearly not something in the physical realm. And it changed his life. So be open to what God may say through a simple thing like a bush, a bird, water boiling. But also be open to visions of heaven. Anything, anything is possible with God. While we're on the subject of seeing... There's an old children's song that goes, be careful little eye what you see. Try to avoid soiling your eyes with things that should never be seen. 
Do you really want to see unbridled violence and brutality in your living room? Think about what you watch on TV or online. There's a deluge of stuff we wouldn't dream of looking at in reality. And I'm not trying to be a prude. We all need a bit of entertainment, but it's just that once seen, these images imprint themselves on your inner eye. If you keep your eyes clean, it'll make it so much easier to see what God's showing you. In Luke 11, verse 35, it says, Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But when they're unhealthy, your body also is full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. I think this passage shows there's a right and a wrong way to see. How are you interpreting what you see and hear? Do you interpret with eyes filled with light, with love, with hope and faith? Or do you tend to see the world through a lens of darkness, a bit doom and gloom with low expectations? Or do you always think the worst of situations or of people? If you're always interpreting things in a negative way, maybe ask God to wash your eyes and give you a new way of interpreting what you see so that you're seeing through his light. Finally, I'd say just start small. As you listen, you'll be given more. In Luke 8 verse 18, Jesus says, Consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they think they have will be taken away from them. That's shocking. It seems so unfair. But this is the principle of the kingdom of heaven. Be faithful in little and you'll be given much. If you're not faithful in little, you may lose even the little bit you started with. So be faithful with all the little things you hear. And if God seems to say, do something, forgive someone, be kind, knock on a neighbour's door, just do it. It's part of your training programme. And with these small things, the stakes are small. If you're wrong, it's probably no big deal. Little by little, as you faithfully try to act on what you hear, God will trust you with more. Who knows, you may be a prophet in the making. But for all of us, as with Jeremiah, let's just start small. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.